Hi, it's Nancy Urell, and thanks for joining me on Nancy's Psychic View. We're taking the high road to humanity today, and today I have Nicola Amadora. She's a PhD, and welcome to the show, Nicola. Thank you so much for including me and inviting me to be on this amazing show. Thank you. I'm glad you're here. Where are you today? Can I ask? Today I'm in Portugal, and um, which means I lived in California most of my life, grew up in Germany, so now I'm here in Portugal. Wow. I spent time in Germany, too. We'll have to talk about that. I lived in Würzburg for a while when um, when my husband was mm. there. Yeah. And they, such nice people. You know what I really got out of Germany, and I'll just say this really quickly, is on Sundays, everything shuts down. Do they still do that? Yes. In Portugal, too. Oh, it's amazing. In the whole of Europe. Yeah. And everything shuts down. Yeah. And, yeah. And people walk. And they hold hands. And people sit together and they talk and they spend hours on eating one menu. They meet at lunch and it is three hour um, sit together. That is benefiting relationships and families and love because yeah. you can't go shopping. Right. I love, yeah, all the stores are closed. There will be no shopping. And you know what? Yeah. That is the one thing that really stuck with me about living in Europe was the Sundays. And I was young at the time. I was in my 20s. And it's it stuck with me all this time. I'm glad you're here. She's talking about love, you guys. Her book is called Love Unleashed. And what a beautiful cover. And it's how to rise in a world on the edge. And this is the truth. Now, let me give you a little bit of information. And let me just say this really quickly. This is High Road to Humanity. And I usually do a little bit of news. But, you know, I'm just going to say today I thought, you know, with the war in Ukraine, with the war with Hamas and Israel, with the all the immigrants coming in from the border, uh, people are being killed. The uh, drugs that are coming into the country, the fentanyl, the people that are being killed. It's just the craziest time I think I've ever seen it here on the planet. And yep. we are, and, yeah. and I decided we're going to just talk about love because love is really the answer. It's the medicine. It's the miracle. And I'll just say yeah. that really quickly. Okay. So anyway, Nicola Amardar is here and she offers a refreshing, real and embodied way of spiritual spirituality to unleash love for the great tuning in our lives and this world. So for three decades, you guys, she's been guiding thousands of people as a spiritual teacher, a psychologist and a speaker worldwide. She is the founder of Living Connection and the Deep Fem Feminine Way. And she is the author of Nothing But Love. Truth Poetry from the Heart. When she isn't teaching, she loves to write and she rides, rides horses in the wild. And I guess that's why we have the horses on the front of the park. So if you're listening to me on the podcast, she has beautiful white horses running um, on the beach on the front of this book. It's really cool. And if you want to know more about her labor of love, um, her website is her name. So it's N-I-C-O-L-A-A-M-A-D-O-R-A.com. And you know, I want to hear your story because you start the book with you were camping at the base of Mount Shasta and you said, yeah. you said a prayer. You said, how can I be of great service given what is going on in the world? And that's how you start this book. And I'll let you tell the story of what happened. This is actually, it was completely magical. You know, when you imagine 
you sitting in a campsite, anybody who's been camping in the wilderness, you know how silent the night becomes and you see just the stars above you. And there is a stillness that really settles the mind and you, you can hear more your soul. And so when I asked that prayer, because the situation on our planet is so urgent and so challenging right now, whilst I was already doing so much service work for literally 40 years, I still felt like something, something I want to bring into the world that can really help in this turning. So I sat there, I speak the prayer, and I only had a candle on a little, you know, kind of like shabby little wooden table from the campground. Right. And, and there were these huge fir trees, you know, swaying a little bit softly in the wind. And it was the sense like magic is in the air. You know, when your hair suddenly go up, that feeling. Mm-hmm because I felt like this prayer, any prayer that you speak sincerely, that comes truly not from your mind, but from your heart, right. it will be heard by the whole universe. And it is. And it will. <laughs> and so in that moment, in that moment, what happened is I could feel the magic. I could feel my hairs rising up. And in that moment, I suddenly felt by complete surprise, a soft touch on my shoulder. And I thought, what is that? And before that, I had heard some footsteps. So I thought maybe somebody came and I turn around and there is a huge brown stag standing behind me. And it wasn't in my imagination. It wasn't in my vision because my, my shoulder was wet. And I, I felt he had given me that blessing when I heard the answer, right for life, right for all of life, right about the love that we so urgently need now. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so when the stag, yeah. stag departed, I I took a pen and a piece of paper that I had and I started I started writing and I was like I don't want to write another woo-woo spiritual book with lots of concepts but I wanted something that that touches you inside that gets real that you can feel you can taste you can sense so less about love but more from love mm -hmm. and so that's how the journey began. And uh, uh, yeah, and I just kept writing basically. Well, it's beautiful. The book is really, really good. I want to read something out of your book. It's a little long, but I hope it's okay if I do this. This you say came from an angel at Castle Lake at Mount Shasta, California. And I'm an angel communicator and I'm really into the angels. And this really hit home with me. And I think the audience should hear it. Um, if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, listen to this, you guys. This is from an angel at Castle Lake at Mount Shasta, California. And the angel says, be still and let the noise of this world drop away. Lean into peace. The world spins fast, but no one's getting anywhere. What humanity is seeking in frantic despair cannot be found on the wheel of time and changing form. Let the mind 
surrender into this moment now. Don't visit yesterday or stray into tomorrow. Rest, for love is here. The answers you are seeking can only be found in silence, below the waves. We meet where time stands still and peace is for eternity. It is so simple when, I lost my place there. It's so simple when the veil of illusion falls away. Only truth remains. Come home, dear one, come home. You've wandered far away and feel lost in the jungle of this world and your own creation. Your pain of separation ends in love's embrace and in the presence that you are. The layers of conditioning are like thick fog, which make it hard for humans to see what is real. These delusions are acted upon by the way the earth is used and abused and in how people destroy each other. Often in the last hour when the world is on the edge, humanity calls upon God, goddesses, in consciousness, wisdom, or love. It does not matter what the name is used to intervene, to help, to save, and to restore what is broken and lost. Yes, know this, we are here and aid you always. But to fully turn the tide in one's life and in the world, each human being is called to awaken from the trance of separation to return to love and live from it. Only then the suffering of each being will truly come to an end and life will thrive for all of us. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's really it. Yeah, more more does not need to be said. You know. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it really is. I mean, quiet our minds, you know, and quit looking outside of ourselves. Uh, Talk about this prayer. But there's so much. Did you channel this? Mount yeah. Shasta. Talk a little bit about that, if you if you don't mind. You know, this is my communication with the, well, I would say all beings, because I don't channel, I don't like so much that word. Okay. I'm more like, I, I like communicating with all beings. And throughout my journey, I was wondering if there is a universal language that the animals speak, that the plants speak, that the angels speak, that actually resides in every human being. We just don't have much access to it. And it turned out in my exploration that I found there is a language that when you really seat it in your heart and your mind is quiet and drops to the, to the back, and there is a language that is a soul language that all beings speak and know see only only people it's only the people that we separate ourselves from that right because i found no difference from communicating with an angel that who appeared out of the blue when i was writing on mount Shasta at castle lake and started speaking to me and i'm just like taking the pen and like okay okay and then a tree spoke to me and then I had a mountain lion speak with me. And of course, also human people, you know, and all that, all these voices I included in the book because I felt like it's easy to know we need only love, but how? Yeah, the, I had just recently um, a session with somebody and she asked, you know, I really want to know how I can tap into that and live from that and oh. feel it not just oh. know it yeah and i i thought that was a beautiful call because there was a humility in it because 
she wasn't pretending no, that she, she really, knows. Yeah. Because, you know, she felt it and she was desperate for it because she said, you know, I know all that stuff in my head because I've been on the spiritual path for so long, but I don't really feel it fully and cannot live it fully. Right. And I realized it, that's what this book is also for. So it's like a, to give him to touch that place inside because like you felt it, you know, you, you read that piece about the angel and you can feel it. It's singing in you. Well, yeah. And I, yeah, I'm an angel communicator too. And what I'll say is, and I want to say this as you're speaking, you know, what I'm going, getting ready to go out to do in LA next month is to teach people how to connect to source, how to connect to God, how to connect to that energy, because and I just want to say this as we're talking about the love is right here. We just need to bring it in. Do you know what I mean? And it's in the earth. And I think people, this is my big thing right now. Um, and I agree what you, what you're talking about is the answer. Totally, totally, totally. And this book is so great, but to feel it. You've got to bring in that love, that love energy from the heavenly realms and from mother earth. And that's how you really feel it. That's that's what I have learned, experienced, you know, with this whole thing. And I love what you say. Stop the all the ooey gooey crap and let's just move on to what it is. And it really comes down to compassion and kindness and love. Yeah. Yeah. And I also noticed, you know, it's like the, the what you said, you know, the source connection is above, it's from below. Yeah. And then it's also within that love is within you. And the labor really has to do with um, learning to touch the conditioning inside of us that block us from experiencing the fullness of love. And that is labor. That's not so easy because it's 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 great when you sit when you sit on a beautiful lake, the sun is shining, everything is good. It's easier to tune in. But what happens when you're in the streets of the world? Yeah. When, you know, New York, let's say New York, you're in New York and there's masses of people walking and the traffic is rushing by and the cars are honking and you have a thousand things on your endless list that never ends. And what do you do in that moment to actually root into the love that is always there? Right. And it has to be inside to you. Make yeah, and to make it even less complicated, what does it take? It takes so, because it's never a way, and you, we don't need to create the love. That's the beauty. But it feels sometimes like the separation is so big, and there's this moment, and you can only, only touch moment by moment by moment, and just taking one step back, leaning back, I call it, taking a pause, Breathing in the midst of all this noise, all this insanity, mm-hmm. and just standing for a moment, like you're standing at the lake, you're standing wherever, you know, and you're just, just breathing and just noticing your heart. There's the pulse. There it is. And there is maybe a sense of warmth that you're not alone in the midst of your aloneness. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. And to be able to live it and to to be able to live it in the streets of the world, you know, that's where it's so difficult. 
Well, okay, and I agree on. with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, I didn't feel all this until I brought in the light from above and below and connected with my angels. I didn't feel it. I felt, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, we're searching. You say at the core of each person I've met or worked with is a profound yearning for unconditional love. And I agree with that. That is a absolutely true statement. People are just looking for love. People are pissed off because they can't find love it's quite interesting to watch <laughs> yes and you know, yeah and and, and that's me. why yeah and that's why i just you know there's love in everything and there's love with inside of us and and i like you know god she talks about so much stuff in this book you guys but you do talk about taking every day you say day by day step by step you say yeah. awakening yeah. is half okay i like this part you say awakening is half the coin the other embodiment for this is where the rubber meets the road and that's like we have to live it is that what you're saying right there that's what it's about that's really what it's about okay. because it's like the realization and the tastes and the glimpses can happen at any moment right but the embodiment is piece where okay so how am I going to talk with my co-worker that I'm pissed with how yeah. am I going to talk in a way you know that I'm not gonna take the 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 pan and hit him over the head, but rather, but I'm, can I talk with that person in an authentic way that carries some compassion, that carries some love in it, that doesn't treat the other like an enemy? Because when we look at Israel, what's happening? There is, we can't just put some pink roses over it and say, hey guys, get along with each other. We all love it. It's not going to land because there's so much um, repressed rage in that country. And so much, and it comes out, we always try to find an enemy when we have repressed rage. Right. We, we want to take it out. Hate. We want to take it out. So the practice of the embodiment is a very important piece is to learn to own up to our feelings and not blame everything and everyone around us. And then be able to see through the veils, to see, okay, this is a human being that goes to sleep like me, that has pain like me. And can I reach through rather than slam him into the ground when I'm angry? but own up to my anger. It's my anger. It's not this person's anger. And to talk more from an open space, because then a bridge can be made and a solution can be found. Right. Well, they say misery loves company. If you've ever noticed anybody who's miserable and they call you up on the phone, they start to put their misery onto you and because they want that you to be just as miserable as they are. And what we have going yeah. on in Israel and yeah. Palestine is just a larger scale of that whole situation. Yeah. It's just, you know, and I'm, and I'm going to go back to, you know, I'm going to go back to connecting with God because in my, yeah. This is truly the answer. We've all disconnected. That's what I really feel. Yeah. Like. We've disconnected yeah, yeah. From the love vibration because the universe was created by love. That's how this. Yep. Yeah. It's yeah. It, this is it's the funny thing is a, a soul comes into I had this one person ask me, so I don't understand how this works in the world because I feel like I came from pure love into the world. I I took birth, my soul came in, and then I got one shock after the other in the world because there is 
people don't live on conditional love. And I'm thinking still after 30 years, I'm still scratching my head about what's going on. And I said, okay, so welcome on planet Earth here. Okay, so we have forgotten love yeah. and then created a world that is really unloving. Then we pass it on to our children and children and children. And then we have wars about nothing and a lot. And it becomes this insanity. But the interruption is really what you said. It's like also connect to the source that has never gone anywhere. Right. And to be able to incarnate in this world, not expecting from the world to be unconditionally loved, but receiving the unconditional love that is who we are, that is always there, and being then being able to live it. Right. I'm going to go it, the medicine. Yeah. I, I want to go back to what you were talking about in the workplace. If you have like somebody you work with and, you know, I used to be this way before I connected and, um, you know, you get angry at people and you want revenge and then you have an attitude and they have an attitude and the energy is just awful. But when you do get into the love vibration, when you work on yourself and you get rid of all those things that, you know, you've dealt with as a child and through your life and all the programming and you can get in a state of love, like you're talking about when you're walking in New York and you're, you can feel the love inside. Mm -hmm. Then when something happens, it's interesting because you change, you don't immediately react. You just kind of, you're more of an observer. Yes. Yes. Well, for me, it's always like becoming, really being present to what's happening rather yeah. than getting all muddled in and then getting mad about about that person and that person pushed me and I yeah. should push them back and I should be nice. This whole bubble, I yeah. call it, you know, the mind bubble, it starts falling to the wayside when I make love the center and love the only choice in my life. Again yeah. and again, but in a very, very down to earth way because it's easy to say, yes, I make the choice for love, but the next challenge comes, the person is nice, then you forget it. It's right in those moments that are really the juicy moments because in the I call them the fire moments, you know, and then when somebody isn't nice to you. So are you going to um, pay the favor back or are you going to choose love? Not because of them. Because of because you. You're yeah yeah that's the healthy selfishness where he's like actually i want to be in the in the space of love so i'm gonna act from that in service you know that's yeah. it yeah and, and when, it becomes simpler and simpler and when you do and you go out into the world with that attitude and you have compassion because we've lost compassion for each yeah. other oh it, yeah it changes the other person to it changes that dynamic it changes the energy your, your energy changes everybody around you and just your light of being in the state of love i know this because i do it i live it i go out i watch it's quite interesting and yes i still get irritated but i don't handle it the way i used to i handle it differently and yeah, that yeah. that's where we got to get you know what i mean that's and that's the piece of learning, you know, because it's not about that you never get irritated, that you never feel anger. That's also right. rubbish. Right. It's about how do we deal with it when it arises, you right. know? And for me, 
I like this um, this metaphor of the the scent of how a pearl is made, and inside a shell, the pearl needs a sand corn to keep rubbing on it, so a pearl forms. And I think the world is the sand corn, so that the world, that the pearl of our being can really be embodied, you know, from love in this world. So I use sand corns, and it makes the pearls. That's beautiful. And you, you're right. It it emanates into the world, you know. Mm -hmm. And the more so for me, it's not about. And I describe. Huh? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. For me, I described this also in a book. For me, it's not about getting rid of the wounding, or the, you know, because the, the, you, it's kind of like an uh, an attitude in spirituality that I've seen. I can only live the love if I get rid of my conditioning and wounding. No, not true. Your wounding are the gateway to true love. If you walk through it, the same is the challenges. They are your sandcorn to make your pearl shine forth even more. So it's the other way around. You, humanity, when you say, your podcast is called Highway to Humanity. I like that title. Your humanity and your vulnerability is the entry gate into true love. So most spirituality drives people to separate yourself from humanity, separate yourself from your own vulnerability. Wrong. Because then you get a split. Here's love and here's my crap. <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> All right. So it's like you become a split person. And I see this a lot. But when you begin to see, okay, so my vulnerability, the ability to actually feel allows me to be more in my heart. It's my gateway to feel the love and therefore live. Live that divinity within my humanity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I just want to say we've all been through things in our lifetime. We've all experienced. Yeah. We've all experienced things. We're here to learn. You know, let me just say that we're here to learn. And if we didn't go through these experiences, mm -hmm. and you're exactly right, I wouldn't be who I am today, and you wouldn't be who you are today. I think a lot of people get stuck and they hang on to those experiences and you have to let that go and move on i think that's part of it i think people get stuck yeah. in, in, yeah. into the victim yeah. mode or this is what happened to me yeah. and this is why i am the way i am and you got it that whole program has to stop i think i want to talk about choices yeah. there's so much stuff in this book but in here you talk about choice and you say both wonderful and terrible things happen in everyone's life oh how, how appropriate <laughs> We cannot always <laughs> choose our circumstances, but we certainly won't be able to control how people behave, nor prevent natural disasters. But it is empowering to know that we can choose how we walk through the highs and lows and how we relate and respond to people and situations. And that's from her book, Love Unleashed. And that's what we were just talking about. How funny. <laughs> I didn't plan that. That's right. No, that was perfect. That was perfect. Thank you oh, for bringing that in. Oh, my God. You know, you talk about setting intentions. Um, what would love um, do or say in this moment? And it reminded me of people always say, what would Jesus say? What would Jesus do? But you turned it around and you said, what yeah. would love say? 
or what would love do? And that made me smile um, and to make uh, in that moment. And so when you get into a, a bad situation, that's when you stop and say, you know, what would love say? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. I love that one. I use that so much because it kind of stops me in the tracks. And, and then it was like, oh, what would love say? So you, I, I close my mouth and I ask, okay, what would love say? And something entirely different comes out of my mouth. And it's, it's the right thing. It just feels completely right and spot on. What would love do if I'm... If I have to make this choice or that choice, you know, when you sit there and you don't know what to decide. Yeah, yeah. I, what would love do? And I sit back and I feel into what would love do? And then somehow the, the choice is clear. Yes. But when I come from from the other way, it's from like ahead. my mind, like, oh, yeah. And then you have the pros and the cons. And then you're still five days later, you're still in the pros and the cons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do that too. I like it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to use this. It's wonderful. I found it for myself because I like, and I did that throughout the book, I like things to be simple and that you can uh, actually, you, applicable, you can use in any situation, you know, rather than uh, some special setup where you need your meditation cushion. You just, okay, so let's walk through this day and see what would love to and then do it and see what happens it's also an adventure so it's not like i'm i'm not prescribing people this is what they should do you discover and it's fresh and it's alive it's never the same that's what love is it's alive it's not like a, a written thing where you say okay you do this always no you just check in because mm -hmm. you know inside you know and that's the and I sometimes use also, I think I brought in the book too, where I find, you know, when you bring in the angels, what you like, this calling on other beings like angels or Jeshua or whatever holy being people are connected to. It can even be the animals. It doesn't matter really. But there is something that I've noticed when I work with people. There's the sense that you're not alone in the world. That's that it. someone is walking you mm -hmm. and that you are loved even if you can't feel it that some being is knowing how to love you unconditionally and for some it's their own soul for some it's you know like you said Jesus or Mary or it, the earth it gives so much solace and holding and I found like you know I included that one practice there the sense like I am with you yes this is what most people this I am with you like from the beginning till the end mm -hmm. that's huge it's because huge. we so often have yeah we have so often experienced that we abandoned and left and you know I have experienced it too and that's why I was so adamant to find that love right well and that's how I felt and and Honestly, that's why I am talking about the angels and I talk about God because I can only speak from my own experiences. And uh, I felt alone and didn't feel the love until I really connected with God. 
until I connected with that yeah. divine energy. You can say source, you can say spirit. I don't care what you call it, but there is a love energy right. that's right here and we can bring it in and, and we can have it with us all the time. And my guardian angel stands right here. My audience knows this. They like, oh my God, she's talking to the angel again, but she's right here and we communicate every single day. And it's comforting to know she's here. I mean, I, I will just tell you yeah. that. Yeah. And I, I feel the same. You know? <laughs> I have a gang. I have a gang of angels and holy beings around me, and I actually have. I communicate with them nonstop, often. And people think, "What's she talking about when she's walking along the beach? Whom is she talking to?" But the funny thing is, you know, these days people are talking out loud and they're talking to their cell phone. But I don't, you know. <laughs> it works. Doesn't out. matter. So I talk with them. And the, 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 and the beauty is also, you know, to talk with them like you would talk with your friends, you know, yes. to be yes. real, to not to not put some polished language on it, but to say, you know, I feel this and how, I, how you know, could you help me with this, you know? So that's exactly right. Yes. That's the, they're friends, they're friends to support us because... I think at this time, you know, and this is why I wrote the book for the great turning is because in this time, not only are a lot of people awakening, but we have come to the edge, even with climate change, we're completely at the edge. And there is a certain pressure and urgency right now. So I feel like all these beings are coming in to help, to assist us, like the angel on Mount Shasta said. Yeah. No, they're here that we're here. We just have to do our part and then um, we can turn things around on every front, including in our lives, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, and, you know, you also talk about truth in the book and you say in stillness, answers rise from the source itself. And, you know, if we could just quiet our minds, it's really hard for me to do because I'm type A, but I do it every morning. I don't do it as long as they want me to, but I do it. <laughs> But it, it, it's true. But when you do quiet your mind and just ask, you know, and I always tell people, just ask, you get the answers. You will receive the answers yeah. you about that in the book. Yeah. Um, you also talk about living your gift. And I wanted to touch on this. We have a little bit more time. I was in New Mexico for 25 years. I just moved to Arizona, but you have, a, you did a quest in New Mexico. I thought that was really cool. Where were you? Can I ask? <laughs> yeah, it was actually, it was near New Mexico, Santa Fe. And oh, it was in this beautiful, yeah, yeah. But it was in the desert, like what it was in old, there's a monastery. The monastery still exists. And they row you with a little boat across a little river if you want to go into isolation okay and so i went and i said you know one of the things i feel always you need is a certain level of determination which works very well for a type personalities that's right we're the cheapers <laughs> yes <laughs> it's true it's true and then put with me the german <laughs> on top of it you can imagine so here I go and I said, okay, I'm going to receive, I'm going to find my life's mission. I was just 24 and the bunk rolled me over and there's no way back. After seven days, he would pick me up, right? After seven and days? And I had water. <laughs> yeah. And I had water and I would fast. 
And I was like, I'm going to have my life's mission revealed. So okay. my life's purpose. And I'm okay. sitting there on this mountain. On, and it was hot, man. It was so hot. And I was sleeping in this little shabby little shed. And in the morning, I went up and I said, every day, eight hours, I'm going to sit until my butt falls off under this little tiny tree that gave a little bit shade. And I sat and sat. And I was like, in the beginning, my mind was going like, bananas. I'm hungry. I really want to eat now. I think this is stupid. You know, it just bobbled along. But I learned, do not try to quiet your mind because that is a war. So what I learned is like, let the mind bobble along. Let it do its thing like a radio station in the back. Put it in the back and just, just notice what else is here. What else is present? And I looked at the tree and there were chipmunks playing. I kept calling myself to present, to being present here and let the mind, blah, blah, blah. it was like, a, you know, like this. Uh-huh. And at some point, all I felt was this being present. And then I said, you know what, even if this takes longer than seven days, I'm going to stay. And I said to God, to spirit, I said, I'm staying until my life's purpose is fully revealed. And it was so clear and I was so determined that I meant what I said, even if it would take 40 days in the desert to fast. Of course, in that time, a lot happened for me, but I was true. I said, and at some point I just roared. I said, show it to me, show it to me, because I can be very passionate. You need a good dose of passion too. I just yes, felt like yes, and yes. Lit- literally, I mean that's in the book. The story, the book is full of stories, but literally in that moment, it felt like a huge, more a huge voice was like speaking through the mountains. I mean, it, it was loud. It wasn't my inner vision. It was lit. It was so strong, and I wasn't on drugs or anything. I don't do that, um, and I heard it why I'm here, what I'm here to fulfill. And then one vision after another came in and it was like rapid. And I sat there and I was sobbing my eyes out and I just was like, oh my God, I have no idea how you want me to fulfill this, you know, to live true love, to teach true love, to to guide people home. And I was like, I was given the clear instructions, everything. And and then I knew I had to educate myself after that. You know, I had to learn. I needed to, I needed to become a psychologist, a trauma therapist, but I also needed to really study with great masters who embody the love itself. Because, you know, it's kind of you can't guide someone unless you live it. And right. sorry, you, you, you shouldn't, you should walk your talk before you talk it, you know. Absolutely. Not the, and, Absolutely. Yeah. But that 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 New Mexico thing was for me like I I just it just really turned my life. So I feel like you know for anybody it's like it sets you right on track what your soul is incarnating for when you listen deeply for your life's calling. You know. Yeah, and I will say um, I sold uh, land in New Mexico for many years. 
and I oversaw ranches. Yeah. And when you walk out on the land, wow. and I sold a lot of real estate, you guys. And the reason I sold the land, everyone, people told me before I understood, they're like, it's your energy. Go out there and stand on my on my dirt so it'll sell. <laughs> so, but I will say there's something about the land in New okay. Mexico, you know, that magical. It's magical. And it was, I lived there for many years and it was, you know, it was a good experience. And that was a cool experience that you put in the book that everyone should read. I want to read this from your book, Fire in the Belly and Heart, Discovering Purpose and Passion. And, you know, there's so many people. The reason I want to read this is there are so many people right now still looking for their purpose. And there is a purpose each yeah. of us has been born for. She says, we have tasted it, received it, glimpses of our reason for being here. What your passion truly is, only you know deep down. This fire is burning in our hearts and bellies. And if we give ourselves permission, we ignite it. Very well said. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, um, I, th I, I feel... When we're on fire, we can literally ignite the whole world. Mm -hmm. It's like our lives. And I I feel you can't force the passion, you know, but you can awaken it. You can kindle the fire by putting more logs onto the fire of your heart. There you go. Okay. You know, but, but paying attention, like you, you're doing it in your meditation practice. You know, it's like, there you put another log on and another log yeah. and to listen to the spirit and follow the guidance there is another log and then the fire at some point becomes a roaring fire that can warm so many and that ignites the world really very well said that's my goal <laughs> so yeah and that's a great and you already you're already on the go man you're already being holding the torch and she's galloping ahead with the angels hallelujah <laughs> you know you talk yeah. about yeah. I love this. you give helpful hints um you guys we could only be here for a little bit longer so i want to finish up with a few more things you guys have to pick this up it, you know, I read a lot of books and it's long, but it's good. And just pick, you know, just pick a chapter to read it at a time. But um, I want to talk really quick. Uh, you talk about love and action, help for helpful hints when your world is rocked. You talk about prayer, you give breathing, you talk about breathing, connecting with others. And you also address taking care of yourself, which is so big. We all need to take care of us. Yeah. And um, yeah. You, you do a wonderful meditation, I want to mention in the book, page 271. It's just a fabulous meditation. She's been meditating. I found this phenomenal. You've been meditating since you were 14 years old. Yeah, I've never stopped, even when I was sick as a dog. I never stop. Every day, every morning, every night. And I can, I can attest with that everything because of that everything is possible it's like for me this has been my rock and it's been the best rock ever my best refuge can i just ask how you started at 14 to meditate that's awfully young i know and especially in germany at that time it was bavaria we eat meat okay we <laughs> drink beer <laughs> and i was like i'm the kind of loony 
and there was at that time literally Nancy there was no spirituality the bookstore was like full of other books there was no spiritual books right and I was like I had this awakening and then I was searching for a book and it was this tiny teensy tiny little book at the top of the bookstore in the third floor at the end of the aisle in the bottom and it was just called the still small voice within nobody saw this book I saw it and I picked it up and I did every daily I was walking around the forest I sat down at the rivers meditated I meditated before school I meditated after school I did this book this was such a tiny book but it set me on the path yeah. and then of course I I flew to India and I studied with the Tibetan masters and the gurus and but it wasn't it was this little thing this still small voice within and I wanted to hear that still small voice. And I wanted to hear the what is beyond all the babble. I wanted to know how how can I communicate with angels and people and animals in a way that really feels is love, is true. Yeah. So I just did that. And so I, I it was. I think it's, it's um, yeah. You know, you've had quite the life. What's up next for you? What's coming up? What are you doing now? You know, my life right now. I'm I'm going to actually. I can feel I'm on the edge of like going on the bigger world stage. I'm leading so many groups, so many people, and and now I think with the book coming out too, it's like I want to. I want to really help the masses now to shift things on the on in our world because i feel it's needed and that's my that's my love to help as much as possible and we'll see how the baby goes you know how the ship goes in our world but i feel um you know this year is gonna be um, a bigger year for me and um, I'm I'm happy to just have this beautiful interview with you, where I feel is already such a such a such a generosity and such a such a love and such an opening, and also the people that you're serving. You know, it's it's a real for me. It's exciting because when I was 14, literally there was maybe five people in my town max. You know. And now things are changing and people are searching and I feel that gives that gives hope, you know, gives big hope for yeah. our planet. Yes. And this will help. This will absolutely help. You guys have to pick it up. Nicola Amadora, thank you for coming on the show. And thank you for sharing so much information with us. I appreciate it. Yes. I wonder if I could just read you this one short poem for everyone to close our beautiful session with, or are we too late? No, go ahead. Go for it. Go for Would it be okay? Yes. Okay. Let me kiss you awake from your slumber. Let me carry you into the soft radiance of light and whisper a secret. The only one you and I and the whole world shall know. You are precious as you are. Everything else they told you in an insane world like this was just a big fat lie that led you, like so many of us, astray. Let me love you all the way, just as you have been yearning for, while so often others, feeling separate, 
have looked out for themselves alone. Let me tell you, as I hold the palm of your hand, the one truth I've found at the core of all creation, there is nothing but love here. May I suggest, beautiful one, simply surrender into that. Beautiful. Very nice. Very, very nice. Thank you for <laughs> sharing that with us. All right, you guys. Got to get here for today. I will tell you, you guys have to come see me in LA next month. I'm going to be at the Conscious Life Expo speaking about angels, angel connection, uh, spiritual law, and how to connect to your guardian angel and how to connect to source. Come and see me on the 10th. I'll be, be at the Hilton uh, at the LAX um, Conscious Life Expo. It's the 22nd year, you guys. So, and I will be in Florida, just so you know, in March, doing the same thing, talking about the angels, talking about connecting to God, talking about connecting to your um, guardian angel and spiritual law. So I want everyone to have a fabulous weekend. Thanks for joining us. Everyone take care and God bless. <laughs>